0: all right nico can you say welcome to another episode of healthy births happy babies it's a happy episode of um, happy babies <laughs> welcome back to another episode of healthy births happy babies i'm dr jay warren i'm the prenatal and pediatric chiropractor here at the capuana center and this podcast is all about helping you have a proactively healthy pregnancy so you can have a safe, gentle, natural birth, and that's going to allow you to bring your baby into the world that much more gently and healthily so you can start off your family experience more powerfully than if it's full of stress and trauma and other health concerns. So. If you are a fan of this show and you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an upcoming episode. And also, if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast and you've enjoyed it and gotten value of it, that will really help me out because that will allow this podcast to reach more and more parents like yourself that might be missing out on this type of information and helping them along their parenting journey. So thank you in advance for that, and thank you if you already have rated and reviewed. All right. And that brings us to today's episode of On Parenthood. I'm going to be sharing a story that happened with me and Nico at a preschool drop-off and just an amazing story about how to acknowledge emotions and move through a hard, a hard issue. And I've been telling this uh, story all week long to my patients and other parents, and they've been getting so much out of it. So I thought it would be great to share this story as well. So uh, it can help you. But before I do that, I have to share this. I you know, I've been doing this podcast for two and a half years. I love podcasting. It's been really fun. But apparently I was born to do this because my parents found a box of cassette tapes from when I was younger. And this is my first jaunt into uh, audio journaling or podcasting. This is a tape from what's called Jamie's vacation in 1979 I went by Jamie um, back then but this is my little journal uh, that I made just take a listen to this and yes I just did turn on a cassette tape our vacation by Doug and Jamie day one Saturday June 9th today we eat breakfast in the room I had crusted slice and Rice Krispies, and Doug had fruit loops and raisin bran. We played catch. We came to Columbia in Gold country. We checked into a motel and a cat. We slept in the same bed. Last night, Doug told me don't push me off the bed we have lunch we had a yummy dinner a yummy pizza (laughs) so there you have it seven years old documenting my trip um not the most riveting storyteller back then (laughs) and apparently food is really important to me and I did eat healthier than that as a kid, you could definitely tell it was vacation, frosted flakes for breakfast, pizza for dinner, you know, (laughs) living it up, but um, I just thought that was hilarious. And for those of you that might be too young to know what a cassette tape is, you can uh, look it up. It's uh, amazing that my parents could even find a cassette tape uh, player that worked enough for us to look at these, but I thought that was really fun. But so switching to the episode today, uh, I titled it Acknowledging Your Child's Emotions. And it came from, as I said before, uh, a story that Nico and I uh, experienced together with our preschool teacher at a drop-off. And, you know, it's something that will apply more towards uh, you parents that have kiddos that are a little older, kind of like toddler, preschooler, and beyond. Um, But if you are not yet a parent, you're still pregnant, uh, hopefully listening to this uh, will plant a seed for later on. Because... In those toddler preschool years, as those parents um, who have them know, uh, it's a lot of emotion coming through. And part of our parenthood uh, experience is helping them navigate those emotions and um, our own emotions as they're having it. So I'm a big proponent of just that, acknowledging them and allowing them to work through it so that It's not a situation where they're just constantly being told to not feel that because it's a bad emotion, or you should be feeling this because it's better than what you're expressing, Um, because we want to be able to have them the full range of emotion and be able to choose better. So in this particular story, um, to give you some background, uh, Nico, he's – almost four. He's been in preschool for almost a year and he's done really well at preschool. He's only there two days a week, two mornings a week. Um, but, you know, drop-offs typically haven't been a problem. Um, but with this particular week, there's just been a lot of transition and newness in our house. So we got a puppy a couple of weeks ago and the puppy got sick, and we're having to manage all that kind of stuff, as well as all the newness and all this, no, don't do that, and you can't play with him that way, and don't let him put that in his mouth, and he's too small for that, those kind of things just has kind of frazzled all of us, but Nico especially, because um, it's just he wants to play, and he's really sweet, he's not rough or anything, it's just there's a lot to learn. so that backdrop is just his motions a little more raw and we had a week where the drop-offs were really really hard so the first usually I do drop-offs and this particular the first day um, Effie did drop off and it was just big meltdown like don't leave I don't want to go and um, she had her own experience with that and it worked out just fine but the next day the next time rather um, I went back to doing drop-offs and it was just a fight right from the get-go like getting in the car he was crying the entire ride to the preschool he was crying and just upset he didn't want to go he didn't want to leave his dog he didn't want to go um, to school I want a new school Uh, I have a bellyache all these kind of things and you know as a parent we're kind of running through like are you sure he's not sick we're not just going to like throw him into school um, if he really has a bellyache, but you know, it was really just something where you know his emotions were fried, and it's it's good for him to go to school. And so we're we're there. And as another backdrop, our school is really good and, and trained us as parents in how to handle a uh, a difficult drop off. You know, I've never been a fan of. You know, just dropping the kid off, doing a bait and switch if they're upset, exci- or um, if they're upset, and when they turn their head or go look at something else, then you duck out and cut out. Um, I just have never felt good with that, and uh, the school is definitely not a proponent of that. What they've trained us that the way they like to do it is if they're having a difficult time, you kind of lead them in and lead them into the classroom, and the teacher will come over, and the three of us. Nico, myself, and the teacher will um, be talking and kind of easing into it. And then there's going to be basically an acknowledgement of like, okay, it's time for daddy to go. You're going to be with us. And then when the tr- a little transfer happens over, the teacher and I give a little like look like, all right, now it's time. And then I give a kiss and a hug goodbye. I love you, Nico. And then I leave. And then the teacher takes over from there. A previous school that we went to, we weren't really informed about how to do things. So as a parent, new (laughs) preschooler, I didn't know, like, am I supposed to like get out of here? Do they want me to stay? Um, Am I a bad parent for like leaving a crying kid or do they want me to leave so then they can help shift things? And, you know, every school after the fact says, oh yeah, he cried for a couple minutes, but then he was totally fine. And I believe them, you know, it's probably what us parents want to hear that their kid wasn't crying the whole time. But both of our schools have said, if he's continually upset, we're going to call you and you can um, come and get him. We're not going to, you know, force him to go through a miserable experience the whole time. So there's all of that backdrop. But this is the interaction that Nico and I and uh, Nico's teacher, who's Mrs. Arnez, had that was so powerful and I learned so much in the one minute that happened that I've been telling the story so as I said Nico we're in the classroom we signed in everything's in the cubby and he's just miserable he's crying don't leave I want to go home with you daddy and I'm feeling horrible like that is just not any place that any parent wants to be in and it just really is hard on my heart and so we got to the point where Mrs. Arnez brought us over to like the library area, and instead of doing kind of a typical thing of like, "Hey, Nico, look at these books," and like getting him to be distracted than me cutting out, she kneeled down. I stayed. I stayed standing purposely because he's wanting to like cling and hold on to me, and I wanted to make sure he could be um, with Mrs. Arnez. So she kneeled down at his level. Um, I was standing, holding his hand, and he was kind of holding my leg, and she. Looked him in the eye and said, "Okay, Nico, look at me. Take a breath," and made him just slow down enough to make eye contact with her. Take some breaths. She had him put his her his hands on his belly and feel the breath to try and calm him down. And then she just really acknowledged what was going on. And she's like, "I know you're really upset. Like you really want to go um, back home with your daddy, right?" And he's like, "Yeah," but you know, it's time for him to go to work. He's going to be leaving in a couple minutes but this is a safe place for you you know you're we love you here i know you love school you're going to have a great time with all of your friends here but i know it's really hard and when your heart's really hurting it makes you cry and feel really upset it makes your body feel all tight and upset so let's take some more breaths and by this time like with that talking he was breathing himself he wasn't crying anymore still had horrible tears in his eyes but He took some deep breaths and she again acknowledged like, that's good, like you're gonna be feeling better. I know it's hard, I know your heart's hurting, but you're in a safe place. And so I want you to um, give your daddy a a hug and a kiss. Uh, He's gonna give you a hug and a kiss too and then you're gonna come to me and we're gonna have a great day together, okay? And so he looked up at me and I gave him a kiss. I told him I loved him. He then went to her, she gave him a really big hug and then I left. And after the fact, well, after the fact, that's the part of the story, like it was only like a minute or two and he was fine. He wiped off his tears. He was back to playing and everything. And it was fantastic. But in the going back in the moment when I'm standing there and I'm watching Mrs. Arnaz, this amazing preschool teacher that's with my kiddo a couple of days a week talk to my child. I was learning so much and I was, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was misty eyed and had to hold myself from crying. Not because I, I was upset about Nico being upset, but it was like, I was just mesmerized and so touched by how feeling and how caring and how acknowledging and um, respectful she was towards Nico about the emotions he was having to acknowledge them and to identify them, give him some words around it and to be in his body and breathe through it and help him process through it rather than trying to bait and switch and to cover it up. And the next time that I did a drop off, I, I don't do pick up. So um, the next time I dropped him off, like I took Mrs. Arnez side and told her just how appreciative I was and how touched I was by one, what you did. And I learned so much, but that just how great that I feel that my child's with you. And um, it was just a really special interaction. And having told this story so many times this past week, Parents too have learned from it and I know that I've done a better job this week of when Nico's having a hard time, whether it's, you know, the sad crying or the anger and the frustration, which is part of three and a half, four-year-old as well. And it's the same overload, whether it comes out of sadness or anger, they feel different sometimes, but it's to be with your kiddo and to acknowledge what they're feeling instead of trying to make them feel something else that they want. Really, at least with my son, and I've talked with other parents, it helps them too, that it helps them go through it that much easier, and then you can talk with them after they're through it, rather than when they're in the mix of the upset, there's just there's just no brain there to talk to them through about it. You can't logic or reason with it. It's just like any kind of fight you might be having with a spouse or an upset time. Like it's just not the time to reason through it. Like we have to kind of process through that. So with that experience, what I learned was instead of trying to switch it or being scared about it, it was kind of literally coming down onto his level physically. So we can work, look eye to eye. And come to his level of like acknowledging what he's feeling so that he can feel connected with someone else because those emotions are really scary for somebody that's never had them before, you know, or he's had them a lot, but he still doesn't know what it is. We have to help him navigate that of... Okay, yeah, your body must feel really tense and upset, so let's take some breaths, You know, let's relax our bodies, and then also acknowledge this is what you're feeling so that later on down the line, he's gonna be able to say, yeah, I'm upset, or yes, I'm lonely, or I'm scared, or I'm angry, whatever those things are, then they can just be that much more adept and um, be able to work through things. And then also communicating to us as parents what they need and want and what they're experiencing so that we can help them with it. Um, That's such a frustration as a parent of, all right, you're freaking out, but I have no idea what you want. I want to fix it. And that brings up a whole question whether we can fix it or not, but you want to fix it, but you just don't know what to do. So this story uh, definitely resonated with me. I hope it does with you. Again, if you don't have a kiddo yet, hopefully you hear this in the back of your head later on down the line when your kiddo is having an upset um, and it helps you, or if you have children right now that are going through upset things, um, whether it's sadness or the anger, whether you call it a tantrum or a meltdown, whatever it might be, um, to be able to work with it a little differently, um, kind of coming to their level and a place of acknowledgement and connection Rather than just trying to switch it and make it into something else, and which can be um, just in, internally, kiddos will feel um, just not acknowledged, not uh, appreciated, not um, respected. And that's, I, I believe, a place that we should come to as with our kids so that they can you know, really be much more emotionally intelligent, um, to use that phrase. So hope this helps. Hope, uh, you're doing great out there. Uh, we have another great episode coming up next week. Again, send me your feedback. Um, you can, um, reach us through the Facebook page or my personal email that's in the show notes here about other topics you'd like to hear or anything else you might want to share, um, so that we can make this podcast better for you keep up the good work. I know you're doing a good job. I know you want to do better, but you're not alone. Keep learning. You're going to get better and better and be well until next time. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about this episode and other natural childbirth and parenting topics, please visit us at capwellnesscenter.com or message us on our Facebook page with any questions you might have. We here at the CAP Wellness Center look forward to helping you and your family be as happy and healthy as you can be.